Welcome to the Clipper Chronicles podcast, where we're investigating concepts and analyzing spiritual histories. Today we have Jess Driver with us, and we're going to talk a little bit more about her background when it comes to what religion she came from, as well as where she is spiritually now, and the struggles that she's had along the way. So Jess, Mm -hmm. let's talk a little bit more. Let's deep dive into your life. Um, So tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, fuck. <laughs> what kind of question is that, Nate? It, it, That's a loving question. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's. What happened let's, to the plug? Let's uh, plug this. Yeah. Cheers, cheers to this. We'll start it out. Okay. Lightning yeah. hydration. Boom. Really hydrate for this. All right. Okay. <laughs> so Jess. Hmm. I'll go a little bit more narrow into the question. Yeah. Tell me about your previous life when it came to religion, how you grew up. So I came from a really uh, heavily, I was heavily influenced by Christianity. My family uh, grew up in the Baptist church. So I was like your typical Sunday school kid, Wednesday night. Bible study, vacation Bible school, all of that. That was like also like young life in like middle high school mm. time frame. Yeah. So yeah, heavily influenced by religion growing up. So is that something that your parents kind of had previous before you mm-hmm. or did they start getting into it as you were starting to become, you know, more into the teens, preteens time frame. As far as I can remember, like growing up, I always, from a very young age, I was always in the church. My family was always very religious. I think, you know, prior to me ever entering the world, mm, they okay. were, yeah. And then, so with that whole thing, what, what are you looking back mm-hmm. at your time as you know a christian mm-hmm. uh well first of all are are you a christian now no i don't identify with that religion there's i have nothing against it mm-hmm. um you know no negative feedback as far as christianity goes but i'm more spiritual mm, okay and how i identify yeah and, and we'll we'll get into that then mm-hmm. um here in a little while when it comes to your past and now being where you're at, mm-hmm. as well as the fact that you are gay, mm-hmm. you know, that's obviously there's a huge thing when mm-hmm. it comes to Christianity and a lot of other religions as well mm-hmm. when it comes to being homosexual. Right. So when did you start seeing yourself evolve from being, you know, quote unquote, straight mm-hmm. to gay? And how did you how did you figure figure yourself out? in with your parents and Mm -hmm. the people around you when it came to that? It was a process. Um, From a very young age, I had the feeling, the emotion. I knew I was different, but I didn't have the verbiage. I didn't have, I also didn't have, you know, the life experience. I was very sheltered as a kid and I didn't have that exposure to, I don't think I met a gay person until I was like 18. Wow. So not until I I was, you know, I joined the army at 18 mm-hmm. and yeah, that was the first time I ever met a lesbian and I was just like, whoa, like, okay, this is different. And then it made me think a little bit and I was like, 
surrounded by all these people and they they knew immediately they knew before i knew right you know when i came out it was not a, it was not a shock it was not a surprise everyone was like we knew we just had to like let you come out in your own time so navigating that with my spirituality the religion was difficult especially when it came to how i was raised you know in the church it, it's it's I came from, you know, the Baptist background, which is very like um, fire and brimstone. You're, right. you're, you know, like you're going to hell for these sins. Um, my dad is is very much in that mindset. Um, still to this day. Still to this day. My mom, on the other hand, is is very open. She's religious, but she's very open. Okay. Um, she doesn't take everything you know, from the, she doesn't agree with everything, you know, there's some things she does, but some she doesn't. So it was a very stark contrast in between yeah. my two parents. So the relationship that you have with your parents now mm-hmm. kind of sounds like your mom's pretty open to, right. to that whole thing of you not being a Christian, mm-hmm. having your own life in right. the, you know, homosexual world, mm-hmm. um, which again, to Christians is very negative, sinful thing. Right. Um, when it comes to your dad, mm-hmm. you saying he's still pretty active in that. What does right. that look like for you guys' relationship? We don't have one, you know, I think another element, you know, aside from, um, you know, his views and his religious, you know, opinions are, uh, you know, he he's very out of touch with reality to be quite honest with you. So that's where our relationship really falters as well. Right. There's just no connection. There's no mending things, you know, I've tried, but you you, know, I, you try to, to mend things. Right. We've tried to like, we've attempted to, to kind of rectify our relationship, but there's no, there's some things I can't get past. And at the end of the day, you have to choose yourself, mm-hmm. you know, fam- family or not. So what do you think, you know, his big, uh, not necessarily problem, but what do you, what do you think his issue is for trying to get past that barrier mm-hmm. to accept you? Like, do you, mm-hmm. do you think he even remotely accepts you as a no. lesbian or? No. Okay. So what do you think? his barrier is that with that is it because he's just so hardened to mm-hmm. being in the christian realm does he truly find it so sinful that he can't even associate with you mm-hmm. or is it just as simple of he doesn't know he doesn't know the community so it just yeah. seems so foreign to him. i think it's a combination of all of those things you know um I think it's a combination of him really truly just not understanding it not being open to it in any way shape or form and being hardened to this religion right. um, that he's that's so ingrained he's so programmed you know um with all of these ideas and and beliefs so i don't hold that against him you know right. i don't fault him for his religious beliefs but yeah, that's just where we we just can't connect. When was the last time that you spoke to your dad? Um, man, it's been off and on, but the last time I actually physically saw him in person was probably twelve years ago. Wow. Yeah, so a long, long time. Yeah, and do you have any siblings? 
I do. I have um, two younger sisters and an older sister. How do they feel about it? Because I assume yeah. they probably grew up in the same realm of, right. of Christianity and religion. Right. They're totally open. Okay. They're not on his level of, of yeah, misunderstanding. Do you find that your grandparents or aunts and uncles mm -hmm. are more on the side of him mm -hmm. or more of the side of your mom where they're just lenient, mm -hmm. cool with whatever? I'm not really sure because, you know, my dad's side of the family, it's pretty much like really cut off. I mm. don't really talk to them um, at all. I haven't really had contact and I haven't also really felt the need to reach out. Um, so, yeah, it's very it's very cut off. But as far as my siblings go, it's very supportive, very loving. It's cool. Very accepting. So, yeah. in. And it's unfortunate because, you know, we've talked about this. I came from a very Christian background. Mm -hmm. um, same thing as you, fire and brimstone. Mm -hmm. You're going to hell. We love you, but you're going to hell. And right. um, it always it always was an issue to me hearing that. Even younger mm -hmm. life when, you know, I I don't I don't know if I ever actually thought that being gay was bad. I just don't think I cared that much. Yeah. Um, and you know, growing up, I th I think me growing up in the era of the emo kids mm -hmm. and things like that, wearing girl pants, mm -hmm. I actually saw a lot of Christians who were very against it because, again, it comes off as like, oh, you're trying to be the opposite sex, mm -hmm. or uh, you're trying to uh, be with the same sex. Right. And uh, so there was a lot of judgment that mm -hmm. came with that. And I remember, like, I would get called faggot mm -hmm. because I had the whole emo look. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not even gay. So, yeah. like, coming from someone who's straight mm -hmm. and then hearing that, I'm not, I, it made me almost, like, get into the shoes of you guys, mm -hmm. um, you know, having that judgment mm -hmm. put on you before knowing who you even are. Right. Um, and I think, and that came around like, you know, 15 years old that I started mm -hmm. kind of realizing that, um, you know, growing up, we would, my church and, you know, youth group and everything, we'd go and try and witness to people out mm -hmm. on the streets. We go to Miami mm -hmm. and of course, huge gay scene in Miami, right. especially in the early 2000s, mm -hmm. it was huge. Right. Um, and so I think that us going up to people and trying to say, hey, have you heard about Jesus Christ? He basically is telling you that you're doing something terrible by being with a guy. Like, right. That's really what it came down to. Or at least that's, I'm sure, the perception that mm -hmm. these individuals ended up feeling like. Right. Because it's, we're always trying to change them. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, is a big no, no, mm -hmm. is you're not supposed to be trying to change someone. Mm -hmm. You're just trying to show them your experiences right. and show them love. If they want to change, that's on them. Mm -hmm. Like, but nothing that we say or do can change someone's mindset. Sure. Um, you know, we've, we've kind of gotten into the whole that there's conversion camps, mm -hmm. um, right. which is wild to me that they're still today right this uh, will exist yeah it, in you know it always comes from this basis of 
that it's Christian religion and how you are so judged for it. Mm -hmm. And I just don't get that. And for a religion that is supposed to be based off of Jesus, who is, you know, loving and accepting, you know, one of his best friends was a prostitute and you, we read it in the Bible, mm -hmm. but then we're not willing to actually use that to mm -hmm. ourselves right. when it comes to anyone on the street. Right. Um, you know, in the Bible, it says, take the plank out of your own eye before you take the splinter out of your neighbors. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's probably one of the, for someone who is not Christian anymore, mm -hmm. I do think that there's certain parables that make the most sense. Right. And that to me, I'm like, yeah, why aren't we, why aren't we listening to, to mm -hmm. that? Um, so yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunate that in the Christian as well as other religions mm -hmm. that do not like it, um, that we kind of have to, even in this day and age, we're still battling it out. Mm -hmm. Um, so when you ended up getting into the military, mm -hmm. you said you started finding out that you were, you were lesbian. Mm -hmm. Um, but d was there ever any time before that, that you were like, this just isn't me. Mm -hmm. Like, because I'm sure you dated guys back in the day, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, like high school, like, you know, just those like relationships where all my friends had boyfriends. So it's like, mm -hmm. okay, I guess I'll, you know, I'll dabble. But right. it was just, you know, for, for show, basically. Now, when it, was there ever times that you were like, I'm not really interested in this. I, I actually have this feeling of like, I, I think she's cute. Mm -hmm. Did you say you didn't really understand or know until you were in the military, mm -hmm. but there had to have been at some point in your previous life mm -hmm. uh, growing up that you were like, you know, she's attractive mm -hmm. and then had maybe a mindset of like, well, maybe I'm attracted to girls. And then yeah. almost did you shun yourself mm -hmm. for it because the fact that you grew up Christian, you know, you're not supposed to do that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, I had a, I had a crush on, you know, my best friend all throughout like middle and high school, like totally enamored with this person. And I like knew, but I think I was also like in denial about it. I was like, yeah. no, like this is just, I don't know. This is just a weird thing. It's a phase. I'm going right. to grow out of it. It's fine. But like, no, it wasn't a phase. But right. yeah, I mean, it was that decision was heavily influenced by, you know, my religious upbringing mm -hmm. for sure. And like, what are my parents going to think? Am I going to be totally disowned and shunned? And on one side I was totally, right. but on the other, you know, there was like love and acceptance. So yeah, that's cool. It, it's good to the fact that you don't have to see just the one side of it, mm -hmm. because I think that's where a lot of people who have been burned by the church, mm -hmm. that's what they have. It's right. like, you are either a Christian that follows God, mm -hmm. which is hilarious because none of us actually follow God. Right. I mean, you know, I, I use the, the example that whenever we speed, mm -hmm. we are disobeying man's law, which it states in the Bible mm -hmm. that you have to obey man's law unless it contradicts God's law. Right. So if we're speeding, we actively know we're speeding, mm -hmm. then we're sinning. 
So we're living in sin always. Every single time that we get into a car, we're living in sin. Right. Uh, sin all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, those, but we don't, as humanity, we think, oh, well, it's fine. It's not hurting anyone. Right. Well, what do you consider hurting? I mean, you know, there's some people that think cussing is bad mm -hmm. and then some Christians don't care about it. Mm -hmm. And there's one thing that I heard from a pastor one time that he stated, it's not really a sin if you're not um, hurting the other person's faith that's mm -hmm. around you. So, you know, if someone said, hey, can you not cuss around me? It really hurts my relationship with God. Mm -hmm. um, and then if I was a Christian as well, then of course I would say, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, right. I'll, I'll try to respect that because at that point I'm sinning because I'm actually hurting their relationship, mm -hmm. uh, whether it's real or not, you know, they could just simply not like it, but right. if they feel that it's hurting their relationship, okay, then it's a sin. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that we all have our own views on what sin is. And obviously mm -hmm. being gay is supposed to be a sin in right. the eyes of the Bible. Mm -hmm. um, but then you have a lot of churches who accept it mm -hmm. and they don't care right. because in the end you love God mm -hmm. and that's what matters. And it says, again, in the Bible, the only way to heaven is believing in me mm -hmm. and following in my footsteps. Well, none of us actually always follow in his, follow in his footsteps, mm -hmm. but they might believe. Right. So does that make them not mm -hmm. uh, Christian because they're gay? Right. Um, so there's a lot of questions. You can go into a lot with that. Mm -hmm. um, but as you grew up, you kind of started veering away from the Christian religion mm -hmm. for one reason or another. And you went into the military. Mm -hmm. What did you start experiencing when you got to the military? What did your life start looking like? Um, really just being more authentic to myself, you know, um, really coming into my own is the first time I was ever away, you know, and like on my own for the first time independent. Mm. Um, so really just learning about myself, having these life experiences, you know, um, that was like my first time, like really like partying and drinking, you know, it's like. A camaraderie thing in the military is everybody kind of drinks together that's how you're kind of like accepted into groups and like you all go out and you bond like mm -hmm. that's just a form of bonding and i really fell away from christianity and religion as a whole just because there wasn't that control from you know my dad's side mm -hmm. anymore so like the first time I actually felt the sense of like freedom and to think for myself, to think on my own, make my own choices as far as what I wanted to believe in and, and kind of explore the options out there for me. Yeah. When you said drinking is like kind of a camaraderie thing, you mm -hmm. don't drink now though, correct? No, I've been sober for a year now, okay. over a year now. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's a big feat because yeah. that's, that is difficult to mm -hmm. do. Um, even, even the normal person who isn't a heavily mm -hmm. drinking person, right? you know, to go a year without that is wild. Right. Um, why is that? Was there, was there some big thing that happened or was it just something that you saw yourself not liking the negativity 
to it? I think it was a combination of a lot of things. So really just like choosing myself, I kind of went into more of this self-love era and I, I just had these realizations, like started asking myself really important questions. Why am I choosing to go out and drink and who am I surrounding myself with? Are these people who are going to elevate me or am I just surrounded by all this drama? Am I like kind of addicted to the drama that's happening around me and I was I was totally just like lost in in all of that fed into yeah and then it was also just like a social thing it was just like a social thing like a social crutch basically so I really took a step back and I was like you know what it initially was only going to be a year I was like I'm just going to go sober for a year it's going to be my resolution not going to drink anymore. But very quickly, I would say within two or three months, I was like, I don't miss that at all. I don't, you know, those old friendships really started to fall away. And I didn't feel like I felt more present in my body. I felt just better overall, like mental clarity, everything cleared up for me. So I was just like, why would I ever go back to that? Why would I ever regress? Right. So that's that's why I've I've stayed sober and will continue to. Yeah, that's really cool. I think that with drinking, you know, it, it's considered a depressant. Mm -hmm. Even though we try and use it to party it up with friends and everything, it's a depressant. And um, you know, for me, I I've had a struggle with alcohol in the past. Mm -hmm. Um I can I can have my times of having a couple beers with people, enjoying myself. Mm -hmm. But I also used it, you know, you were saying you had it as a crutch. I used it to enhance my mm -hmm. darkness. Right. And I think that, you know, in the, in the spiritual realm, you know, because I'm not a Christian anymore, but I do believe that there's a complete spiritual realm to mm -hmm. everything in our universe. And, you know, it's like the yin and yang. When there's a positive, there's always going to be a negative. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that alcohol can do that mm -hmm. to certain people, if not everyone, depending mm -hmm. on how much they're willing to let their mind take over with the alcohol. Right. And so I would use it to get in a darker spot. I knew I was already in mm -hmm. a depressive, stressed out, anxious state of mind. Mm -hmm. And I would actually use it to enhance that whole yeah. thing. So that way I could feel more dark. Mm -hmm. So that way I could feel the hate and anger. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could you could use this in a nerdy way like Star Wars. Like right. I could feel the hate in you. Right. Um, but it's true. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it it puts you in such a negative spot when you're trying to use it for mm -hmm. that. And that can open you up to a whole new world. Mm -hmm. in the spiritual realm right um you know my philosophy now is probably more in the aspect of that we all have our own almost like our own god but it mm -hmm. just gets chalked up to being kind of closely related to this god or closely right. related to this god um which is why you have you know catholicism mm -hmm. that's a, a huge one but then you have non-denominationals you have the mm -hmm. lutheran so in each one has a realm that is very closely related, mm -hmm. but then branches off of different segments. Right. Um, and I think for myself, 
I would get into these different realms of a dark spiritual life mm -hmm. and it would just take over. Right. Um, and, you know, from trying to commit suicide mm -hmm. to making poor decisions with the people around you. Right. Um, and then with that it, it means that you're you're bringing in all this mm -hmm. negative attraction right you're attracting all this negative right. energy and i think i think sometimes we can really be addicted to like being sad yeah we can be addicted to being depressed like when i'm sad I, there is this part of me that's like oh i know how to really make you sad right now let's go do this let's go do this it's like a self-sabotaging behavior yeah, my chemical role yes. <laughs> let's be emo right you now so i think that's like an element to to that as well we, we can be addicted to that for sure yeah and, and i think that right right there is a big segment on where people start to get the misconception of this is the devil mm -hmm. and this is God. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm leaning more in the devil. We are our own devils. Right. Every single one of us mm -hmm. is different. Yeah. And, you know, a devil to me can be completely different to you. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, in the Bible, I, I do believe that there are writings and passages in the Bible that can be correct. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, it's it states that Bible was written by man, but through, you know, God and everything. Mm -hmm. And or something like, yeah, like through man right. from God. Mm -hmm. And I I don't believe that because a man can say that and what we're supposed to believe it. Right. Um, where's the actual confirmation? Mm -hmm. But I do believe that there are a lot of things that these people actually written wrote in there which makes sense mm -hmm. and you know it says that the devil can come in many different ways right absolutely exactly but the devil is not in my eyes the heaven or hell mm -hmm. uh, god and satan mm -hmm. it's just the darkness mm -hmm. that surrounds you as right. a person we all have it yeah so yeah i mean that's that was my big thing when it came yeah. to to alcohol um with with you and mm -hmm. alcohol and you started once you took that aspect out mm -hmm. with the alcohol i remember because i've been cutting your hair for years yeah. now yeah and i remember you just completely changed your your course mm -hmm. of like you said who yeah. you hang out with mm -hmm. what you do in your free time right what's actually progressing you mm -hmm. more in life right than you know keeping you held back right tell me a little bit more on that and mm -hmm. where once you stopped the alcohol mm -hmm. what started happening the occurrences that started happening i mean i totally changed like the whole trajectory of my life i was in like a really toxic toxic relationship cycle right um, around the time that i had decided to stop drinking it was like this off and on this push this pull it was just so depleting totally draining and you know once i like got more mental clarity i was able to like be like no you're cut off and i my discernment for people became more clear i was able to like read people better and 
and and remove the people and, and naturally too people just kind of fell away from mm. me um so yeah um i lost my train of thought <laughs> well the whole spiritual side of it mm -hmm. you started progressing more with that and mm -hmm. you, you met the person you're currently with now right you were already seeking something more mm -hmm. and obviously you knew it wasn't christianity mm -hmm. because you had already been down that path right you went down the path of just no religion mm -hmm. and then now you're on this path of mm -hmm. a completely different spiritual realm right um you know tell me tell me on that why did you start going towards that what was empty inside you enough mm -hmm. to start searching out more i think there was just like this um this like innate Whole, um, especially the friends that I had around that time that I was still kind of really clinging on to. Mm -hmm. um, I, I kept saying, like, guys, I really just want to do some wholesome shit. I want to do some wholesome activities. And I just wasn't getting it through them. I like, you know, they just wanted to go party all the time. And I really tried that. I tried to, like, go sober into bars. And that's just, like, never a good idea to try to go drink water and Red Bull at the bar. It's just you really start to, like... What if God noticed changed, uh, changed the want or the water to wine? Would it help? No. No? Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, try. <laughs> but I became like um like hypersensitive and like hyper focused on all the people around me in the bar mm -hmm. when I would go in and I would be like oh my God, this is actually kind of sad to see all of these people just out of their minds. I was like, every person in this room is like going through something. I like used to be you, not in like an egotistical way, like, right. oh, I'm better than you. Like, no, I truly felt sad for them in a sense. Yeah. So it's like experiencing like that. And, um, you know, I want to go back to what you were saying too. Like, I feel that we create our own hell on earth. You know, I don't really believe in there being like a heaven and a hell. I think we, we are the creators naturally. And I think the choices we make in life can create our heavens and hells. You know, I've created hell for myself on earth many, many times by making really poor decisions, even being totally aware that it was like not a good decision for me to, to make. And I still made it, you know, and I think it's like really coming out to the other side of that. That's creating like you're walking into your own heaven. Yeah. So that being said, when it mm -hmm. comes to, let's say when you die, mm -hmm. what does that look like? For me, I feel, you know, like, and this is all me going into like this spiritual, really like being attuned to my spirituality is, is fairly new. You know, it's, it's been maybe the, like the last year of my life where I've been mm -hmm. more open. Whereas in the past I was very closed off. And I think that had a lot to do with like, you know, myself, but also who I was surrounding myself with. And the more people that fell away, I was more open to like new connections and, and, and having different perspectives around me and, and like influence. So, um, yeah, my spiritual journey over the last year has really just opened me up to, to what else is out there. I truly believe that we're all infinite. Like this is not it for us. You know, I think that that's why we have some instances with people where we like instantly connect and you feel like you have met them before. It's because you, you have, that's my belief is that this is not our first time being on earth. We've been here many times. 
I think we reincarnate. We're just infinite beings of light. I believe that there is a source or a God that created us and loves us and but not the christian god not the christian god i I do believe like there is there is a source there is something out there and i think our purpose in life is to you know we come to earth not remembering what our purpose was but that's like our mission is to come back and remember and we i think strategically place people like all of this is mapped out when you come back like i strategically put you in my life before I came back to earth. Like we were going to meet, we would be on this podcast right now. It's going to transform into something else. We don't even, we're not aware of right now. So yeah, I could go down like a really deep wormhole with all of this, but yeah, my point is that we're, we're infinite. We reincarnate. We're, we've, this is why we have those like connections. You can't really explain. You have deja vu. You're like, Whoa, I've been here before. I've done this before. I yeah, we're all connected. We're all totally connected. Now that's a that's an interesting concept. The whole deja vu because I have deja vu all, all the, the time. fucking time, all the time. And I try and think. Well, was it a dream that I had? Mm-hmm. Was it just something that was closely related to this mm-hmm. experience that is making me believe that this is deja vu and it's not really right? And if both of those things are incorrect and it mm-hmm. actually is deja vu because I've done something to this extent before. Right. How did that happen? And mm-hmm. why is it that, you know, we have as all religions are different. Mm-hmm. We have some religions that believe there is reincarnation. Right. And where did that whole theory come from? Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's a lot into it for that perspective. Right. And I think it's all, it's, you know, like, I've experienced more synchronicities in my life over the last year. And I think it's totally because I'm in a different headspace. I'm more clear. Um, But even with my current partner, my current girlfriend, like the synchronicities I experienced when I first met her, it's just like, I can't even like put it into words. It was just like every single time we this is in the beginning talking about the early stages of us dating and going on dates and things. It was just things you really couldn't explain. It was just like, dude, I like, I put this here. Like, this is a sign. Like one of us put this here. Like it was just totally like signs from the universe that like, yes, you are divinely connected. Like this is who you're supposed to be with. Yeah. And and that's interesting because, you know, as I said, I've, I've cut your hair mm-hmm. for quite a few years now. I've seen you go through that long-term relationship that you had right. and the final year of that, mm-hmm. where you were trying to seek something else, right. not really understanding what you were trying to go for, mm-hmm. what you were searching for, mm-hmm. um, to a couple here and there mm-hmm. of who you were dating. And, you know, even when we talk and you were positive about those people Mm -hmm. there wasn't something that was just so immediately enthralled with the person Mm -hmm. um that was completely different when you got with your partner now Mm -hmm. um and you have been so like gung-ho to the moon yeah with with her Mm -hmm. and which is really cool to see Mm -hmm. because i have seen you progress in you know your spiritual life which has helped you just be positive more Mm -hmm. happy more right you know 
feeling like you have a purpose. Right. You know, there's all these different things that you're accomplishing mm -hmm. now being with her, having your own podcast, mm -hmm. doing photo shoots. Like you never did photo shoots before. You I really know. started getting more into that. And, you know, it, it's these little things mm -hmm. that are making your life happy mm -hmm. like you wanted it to right he's helping with that you're helping her with that mm -hmm. because she was probably in a very similar spot where right. she was trying to find something mm -hmm. and we don't always know that it's going to be someone mm -hmm. and what's inside them mm -hmm. and i think that's where you know they they say like the the controversy of there's one person for every human out there mm -hmm. and then you have the other people that say that's not true right and i think that there's a lot of gray area to that i think it can be true sure for some people yeah, yeah. i definitely think it, it can be true um but i think that you know going into the whole reincarnation thing mm -hmm. in the movies that we see where these lives come back together and they mm -hmm. were supposed to be soulmates even from the past right now they're soulmates again i do believe those things can mm -hmm. happen um and you know why is it that we created that concept mm -hmm. from years hundreds of years ago thousands of years ago right. in other religions mm -hmm. there has to be some kind of substance to that it can't just be you know someone just blew it out their ass one day and was like hey i think uh i think yeah. todd over there <laughs> used to used to be someone that i knew yeah back in the day todd's lived here like Seven times, seven yeah. lifetimes. Yeah, like yeah. Th there, there's no way that someone just randomly had that idea mm -hmm. and started making up these theories. Yeah, and then people just believe it without right. having some kind of substance to it. Mm -hmm. I think as years have progressed, mm -hmm. there's a lot of mucky water that gets into these religions mm -hmm. that kind of make a second guess all of that mm -hmm. which is fair like right. throughout the years it's like the whole telephone game mm -hmm. you know you say something to me it gets down the line right it's not going to be the same fucking thing right uh, it might have closely related you know thoughts of when you told me something mm -hmm. but more than likely it's not going to be the same thing right it's natural um so yeah i mean i'm i am 100 in the same boat as you feeling like there can be so much more mm -hmm. in the other dimensions right um you know it's not always just negative dimensions it's positive dimensions too mm -hmm. and so yeah that's a, that's a big thing for for me as i have gotten myself out of christianity myself mm -hmm. and really started trying to find who i am mm -hmm. and what i believe right you know because growing up you're told one thing mm -hmm. and you almost laugh at the outsiders like they don't yeah. know anything right little do they know i'm going to heaven yeah. because i believe this i never really understood that mm -hmm. um and again nothing wrong with christianity um you know i i could say that there is a lot of negatives mm -hmm. but that's with everything Right. It's not just the Christian faith. Mm -hmm. Just like when you have ISIS, that doesn't mean that it's the whole Islamic faith. Mm -hmm. It's just certain radicals that right. kind of change mm -hmm. your perception of what 
that religion is. Uh, totally. I mean, like, I can't, I can't rope in, in and just say all Christians are, are negative people. I have friends who are Christian. Mm -hmm. I have friends who are very loving, accepting examples of their God. Right. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's the people who cherry pick from the Bible mm -hmm. and interpret, they make their own interpretation and they use it. They basically weaponize the Bible against things that, that they don't understand. Right. So that's, that's where like my issue lies. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good point to make with that. Um, with your spiritual walk now, would you say that there's, you know, a organized religion that closely meets mm. to your thought process or are you so far from all of that that you have your own true religion yeah i think that i'm like i'm i'm open if i you know find something that is in alignment you know that you could i guess categorize as a, an organized religion i'm mm -hmm. open to it but as as of now i'm yeah i'm very far removed from christianity any any sort of organized religion but, what if it was something like but if it was like a spiritual you know like uh my partner b she took me to this spiritual campus that's in saint pete and okay. um we really liked it, but it was a little over the top, like the production, you know, like we just kind of wanted something more chill. But mm -hmm. like, I remember going in that first time when she gave me that invitation, like, hey, do you want to come to this? It's like kind of like church, but not really. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like that was like an emotional thing for me because I had been so far removed for probably like 15 years. I hadn't been in any sort of establishment like that. So. So with this um church mm -hmm. that you you went to the service mm -hmm. um what did that look like what did they kind of talk about when you were there did they have so, music yeah there was to it was totally like i said it was totally like it was like church but not really you know there's like a um they do their their music and everybody's you know like you, what, what do you call it? like the communion portion everybody's like talking everybody's right. like saying hello, greeting each other, then, you know, you have your, your, your pastor who comes out and who basically just gives you some sort of, uh, testimony or, or just like a talk. It was very chill. It was very, was it, very chill. Was the talk from any kind of book source or, uh, was it just that, uh, for lack of better words, pastor's views? I think it was a little bit of both. So, I mean, he came from a very religious background. Like, uh, I'm not sure what denomination, but, you know, he would talk about the Bible and things like that and what he, he wow. used to believe in his spiritual journey and, right. you know, the things that he's basically like his life experience where he's at. And, you know, we would also do like meditation. You know, they had a meditation um instructor who would come out and and put us all through like this meditation practice and it was very like calming healing it was it was great everybody's super open and it was great yeah and you know that's interesting because to someone like me mm -hmm. who grew up in one like type of organized religion mm -hmm. same as you and the the negative comments we would 
probably get mm -hmm. would be like, oh, you're cherry picking, right? You know, from this religion and this religion and this religion. Mm -hmm. well, why is that so wrong? Mm -hmm. Why is it so wrong to take the positives of all the the things that you've realized mm -hmm. help you and obviously help others, right? And you know, taking away all the negative parts to every religion mm -hmm. that uh organized religion that is around right now mm -hmm. um you know that's where i i don't know why it's such an issue mm -hmm. to people to have that own religion mm -hmm. uh, for themselves mm -hmm. um yeah organized religion to me can be a good thing you know because it can keep people in line mm -hmm. you know if if you have someone who decides that they want to help a homeless person out by giving them a granola bar on the side of the road because they felt like Jesus would do that. Mm -hmm. Great. Mm -hmm. That means that at least you're doing something. Mm -hmm. Now, it might not be because you actually care. Mm -hmm. It might be because you're trying to, uh, you know, get your, your place in heaven. Yeah. Um, Good deed but, check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good deed for the day check. And, right. and that's the kind of the the funny joke that people will say all the time. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did my Christian duty today. Right. And that's where I have the the thought process of, well, I mean, at least it got you to do something. Mm -hmm. You know, it got you off your ass mm -hmm. to care about humanity mm -hmm. versus just yourself. Right. Um, are there a lot of negative things with organized religion? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The amount of wars and massacres. I mean, we have a war right now that's going on mm -hmm. over in Israel that was in in reality came mm -hmm. from a religious standpoint mm -hmm. and it expanded from there. Which that I mean, it could be war from anything, but religion does have that effect. Right. Is you can eventually see the negative mm -hmm. parts in it. We sure. had people burned at the stake because they acted like a witch, mm -hmm. even though they weren't. But the Christian name says that. Right. Um, and then you have things like pagans. When you have Vikings, they would, you know, slit the throats of people and do human sacrifices. There's still human sacrifices mm -hmm. that are going on in the name of an organized religion. Yeah. So there's negative things that come with every single one. Mm -hmm. Why are we wanting to stay with that? Like, mm -hmm. we're like, oh, we'll take the, the pros... And, you know, we'll just deal with the cons. And why limit yourself, too? I feel like that's putting, like, a limitation on expanding, like, your heart and your mind. Right. As well. You know, things that you can learn. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's, if again, quoting Star Wars stuff, yeah. like, you know, you have the <laughs> nerd alerts. Um, you know, you have the, the dark side and the mm -hmm. light side. And they would always make it out to be, like... As a Jedi, mm -hmm. you can't learn the Sith way. But yet, if you learned the Sith way, mm -hmm. you could expand your mind to so many different types of forces that mm -hmm. you can use. Now, on the, the movie side, it was like, okay, but you're letting all the darkness come in. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't believe that that's how it happens when it comes to the organized religion. Now, right. I'm sure that's what organized religious people think. Yeah. But... If you're open to expanding ideas of, you know, Buddhism mm -hmm. to Christianity, it, one, there's a lot of similarities mm -hmm. in general, 
But two, if you're open to it, then it's like, okay, I'm learning something new that mm-hmm. I can use in a positive outcome mm-hmm. versus being so close-minded over here that I'll never understand it. I'm not wanting to learn it. Mm-hmm. And then what are you doing? You're not, mm-hmm. you're not learning. You're just being told what to learn mm-hmm. off of one book. Right. Or like it, it, it's, to me, that seems more like a cult. Mm-hmm. Like you have to stay in your lane. Mm-hmm. Don't veer off. Right. And you know, we have cults now, like you have Scientology. I 100% believe that's mm-hmm. a cult. Yeah, dude, they even spend though, your money. Yeah, <laughs> even though that they are considered a religious um, group. Mm-hmm. And that was, I believe, in 1994 that they basically blackmailed the the government to make them a religious group. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you have that. The, the reason we consider it a cult right now because it's still very early on Mm -hmm. but give it a couple hundred years it's going to start turning into more of a religion because more people are involved in it now Mm -hmm. so you're not having you know the founding father of it still being someone that you know our grandfather might have known yeah you know and and same when it comes to the mormon Mm -hmm. i mean you know that's still relatively early Mm -hmm. and it is a cult but it's slowly been adapted to a religion mm-hmm. that you can't learn anything else. You are a part of that. Right. If you, if you don't listen to it, then you're cut off. You can't yeah. talk to your friends. You can't talk to your family. Mm-hmm. And they're very strict on it. Christianity can do the, the same thing. Right. Um, I, I know a lot of friends that were in Christian cults, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but that goes into where it is a little bit more drastic mm-hmm. of the religion, just like, ISIS is a drastic portion of um, one religion. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. You have, right. I mean, the what is it, the Westboro Baptist Church? Right. That they are so drastic with it. Mm-hmm. It's not everyone. Right. But that's the the culture that it continues mm-hmm. to create. Right. So that's where my issue lies mm-hmm. when it comes to organized religion mm-hmm. in general. So, um, I mean, we could, we could go in on this yeah for hours. there could be a part two three four <laughs> yeah seven and this is something that could 100 percent go so far in mm-hmm. um but i won't take up too much of your time if there was something that you could express to people listening mm-hmm. to the podcast on something that you've found in your life to mm-hmm. have been a significant change mm-hmm. um what would it be? Mm-hmm. What's something that you would want to leave people with to either research themselves or mm-hmm. just think about in general? I would say, you know, just speaking on behalf of like LGBTQ plus community, mm-hmm. um, I feel like a lot of us have been, you know, abandoned in a sense by the church or we've had a negative uh, experience with the church. But I think it's really important that we let go of that experience. We, yeah. you know, we, we, we let go of that experience and we open ourselves to new experiences when we let go of that. We can't yeah. attach to that. If we attach to it, it's just going to keep us closed off. Right. If you detach from it, you're going to open yourself back up to new experiences, new people, and, and to being able to tap and attune more to your own spirituality. Well, that's 
Awesome, Jess. So I, I appreciate you coming on and I think it's been a blast mm -hmm. and I would love to have you on again, maybe with your partner. I yeah. That would be a really cool thing because I, you have a podcast as well. Yes. We just started cool. a podcast. Um, actually this month we launched it on the fourth. So if you want to listen to it or tune in, it's called bare bones with Jesse and B we're on Spotify and Apple and all of our platforms are at Barebone Lovers. Cool. So if anyone, let's say, wanted to contact you mm -hmm. or maybe had a question or two, is sure. that the best way to get That's, in touch with you? Yeah, absolutely. On our Instagram, we have an email linked directly to it. and Or you can just DM us. We're, okay. we're very open. So Awesome. Well, again, appreciate you coming on the podcast. Sure. And we will see you guys next time on the Clipper Chronicles podcast. Yeah. Thanks. Sweet. Boom. Did it. We found it.